speaking anyway. speaking of drunk asshole fathers who try to live vicariously through their kids, do you want to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy? How does that relate? There's no drunk asshole father in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, sir, I disagree with you. We'll talk about that when we get into the movie. Someone hit the intro. Hey, everybody, this is Fernando from the Rollback Podcast. And today we are reviewing the latest and greatest from the MCU, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Volume 3. All right, let's not be technical. It's the same shit. Bullshit. Volume 3 matters. Hey, you shut up over there, DC fanboy. You don't even have a universe. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, look, man, this film fills me with butterflies in my stomach. All right. But we should. What's your name? Ah, I'm (laughs) Jim. Yeah, I'm Eddie. This is the fucking rollback, you piece of shit. (laughs) Fucking going into into business for yourself, you, you motherfucker. You goddamn Adam Page wannabe. Uh, you don't get the the wrestling reference. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't huh? Page the girl from the from the movie? Adam Page? No, he I, said Adam Page. Oh, wasn't Page the girl from Fighting with My Family? Yeah, Adam Page is a wrestler, and it's, those it's, numerous oh. leaked videos. Oh, God, they referenced it once on dude. They referenced it once on like live television. They made a yeah, I remember. God, that blew, my, that blew my fucking mind. Wait, so Guardians of the Galaxy. Chema, what's the synopsis? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, directed by James Gunn, once more with feeling Peter Quill still reeling from the loss of Gamora, must rally his team around him to defend the universe, along with protecting one of their own. A mission that, if not completed successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. So yes, this is the second MCU movie of the year. Uh, The last Guardians of the Galaxy movie, possibly. Definitely the last one directed by James Gunn. And maybe our goodbyes to some of these characters. So, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I got to see it with Eddie last Thursday. And uh, we, it, it was not a not a single dry eye that in that screening. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, and now, here we are. We're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, I I don't like the 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 the, the, the phrase uh, "return to form" because uh, the MCU was not broken. Maybe it just hadn't had the hits as they should have had for like a, for like a little bit. Adman was not the movie that we all wanted it to be. This was the movie that I wanted Guardians 3 to be. I, I don't think how it could have been done better. Um, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Uh, I want to mention specifics, but I want I want to get into like main uh, main opinions. So uh, I loved it. What, what do y'all think? Uh, I loved it. That was... I thought this movie definitely just... It was all heart. Like, it was very personal, very... Uh, emotional like it was just really all heart like there was so much fucking heart in this movie agree i'm inclined to agree um this movie fuck man like is this the best trilogy in the mcu i think this this is this is a solid trilogy in general like i'm not just talking the mcu i'm talking like what some major trilogies that like are are hailed besides the dark knight like i don't want to keep going on comic books lord of the rings <clears throat> lord of the rings trilogy uh back to the future back to the future trilogy i think this is a trilogy that 
genuinely not just a great superhero film, but a great movie in general. Um, outstanding writing, outstanding direction, outstanding views, outstanding acting, like everything. Everything in this film worked. Uh, legit, I can't remember the last time I actually cried at a movie. I don't remember the last time that happened, but it Harry happened Potter. with this one. No, not no. even Harry. Nah, I don't remember the last time I cried at a film, but this movie got me. But we'll get there in a minute. Um, but the movie, it kicked off. We're at the new Guardians of the Galaxy head. We're at the new Guardians headquarters on Nowhere. Um, they're kind of building a society, a city, if you will, when they're just straight up ambushed by um, Adam, Adam Warlock. Bear in mind, Peter Cole's drunk. Like, he is completely wasted, still distraught. Um, Adam Warlock appears, injures Rocket, and everything goes to pot. Nebula manages to injure him, and he runs, but then we kind of get the gears going for the plot of the film. Mm -hmm. What did y'all think of the very beginning? Uh, I thought it was a great idea to open up with Radiohead, Radiohead's Creep. I forgot about the whole Zune thing from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So when I was watching, I was like, is that a fucking Zune? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a I had a I like uh, I, I was gonna mention the same thing about how we start with that with, with that song uh, not only because it's a fitting song to what is happening but also because uh the movies move like they change they evolve it's not just 80s music anymore and we're having like more modern music especially 90s radiohead kind of ruled the 90s so it kind of made sense yeah. to have that one uh, enter there what uh Something that I got, uh, it wasn't mentioned in the movie, but something that I got, like, that was being transmitted or, like, uh, being shared uh, just by showing it is uh, that uh, <clears throat> Rocket has the soon. And when uh, Quill kind of takes it back, he goes, like, why are you always stealing, like, my my soon? Like, it's mine. Don't, don't touch it. It kind of, like, took me back to... Rocket was the only what Rocket and uh and Nebula, I guess, but like Rocket was the only of the Guardians that like survived the blip. Yeah. And he probably bonded with, with Quill by listening to this soon very often. Yeah, he was so, probably listening to it because he missed them. Yeah. So he probably like taking it again, like he's probably still not um he's probably still not, you know, a hundred percent like other backpack, you know uh like he probably hasn't hit as well so so to, grabbing that still feels like normal like have you seen those videos of those astronauts that like return to earth and then they, they have like a pen in their hands and they, they kind of drop it because they think it's going to keep floating and then they just see it drop and then they go like ah oh, shit uh hmm. it's kind of like that yeah like he he bonded with because when they start mentioning the movie like oh like he's my best friend like i'm not gonna let rock as my best friend and i think like when did that happen oh yeah possibly because there was there was a lot of bonding that they did without even trying um so i like that i like how visually the movie's telling us how united they are because the first two guardians take place in like in the span of a couple of weeks and then from the last one to this one how long has it been like seven ten years yeah like they've, they've when, been in uh, business for a while yeah well are like, we including the blip or what are we including exactly how how long was the blip five years five years yeah so Rock, Rocket and Nebula got pretty close during that time. They were the only two survivors. Oh, wait, did Groot survive the blip? No, he, no, didn't. No, he did not. No, he didn't. Mm -hmm. um, so no, yeah, Rocket and Nebula got close. They had time to grieve and 
they didn't know if they were going to see them again. Like, Who built yeah, keep the nano mind. arm for Nebula? Was it Rocket or was it Tony? I gotta assume it was Rocket. Uh, if we all remember the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, that's Bucky's arm that they stole from Earth to give it to her. As wow, remember that? Well, I didn't see it, but well, oh. at least now I know. Wait, what? I remember what? that she stole Bucky's arm to give to Rocket. Yeah, but I'm assuming that's how they like installed it in her arm or something. Either like, way, is- man. It fucking worked. Uh, which, by the way, which, by, by the way, also something else. You know, I, I don't want to jump too ahead, but since we saw like uh, Rocket's flashback and we saw like his friends that they were all kind of like half part animal, part like robotic arms or legs. I think that kind of explains his obsession with like robotic arms. <laughs> oh man, do y'all want to just talk about the whole thing right now? The hard part of the movie? Well, might as well. We're almost yeah. there because we've talked about the beginning of them being in nowhere, and then he gets attacked by Adam Warlock, who, in their own words, is an infant. So he's kind of retarded. <laughs> I like how uh, I, I like how they got Will Poulter, who's like, who's like the who's like we know him as a kid from Where the Millers, where he played yeah. such like the the perfect dumbass. Like, oh the yeah, perfect like dumbass little kid. They bulked him up to no heavens, and then they were like, "Okay, just act the same as you did in Were the Millers." Yeah. Was like, <laughs> but don't like change your no, accent. Like there was no reason to make to bulk him up if they were just gonna make him act like that. it was. That's that's so funny. Like it's so like without trying, that was so funny. Um, Common Book Eddie's gonna chime in here real quick. I think it's also funny that in the comics, Adam Warlock. Played a big part in the Infinity Gauntlet saga and all that shit. But in the comics, Adam Warlock is akin to like Doctor Strange, like levels of intelligence and like we need to do this, yeah. we can do that. Like he's genuinely someone that you go, what's the call? And he gives you mm-hmm. direction. So for him, like it's a fun juxtaposition for him to be like, like essentially Doctor Strange in the comics to being this dipshit with all the powers of a god. Like it, it was also funny to me for that, like. Man, like he's so opposite of what he's supposed to be, but it still worked. And I think that goes great acting and great writing. James Gunn, congratulations, sir. You did, you managed to completely change a combo character and no one bitched. Good, yeah. good job. Good job. Because, yeah, like, he, he did the same thing to Mantis. Like, Mantis was very dignified and calm and almost ethereal. And they made her such a dumbass in these movies in like the best way. Like, she's one of my favorite characters in, this, in, the, in these movies. And, the fact that they also they, they, he just kept doing that to like every character that he touched it was it was great so rocket is hurt uh mm-hmm. he could be like on the verge of dying and we start to have this parallel storyline almost like godfather part two where they just kept going back and forth to the flashbacks yeah. and uh and we keep seeing like uh his, his uh when he was experimented and how he grew up when he started talking and everything and um it was great, but then there was like a point like in the middle of the movie where I turned to Eddie and I, and I went, what if he's dying and he's just like watching his whole life in front, like just repeat itself? Like that, like it would kind of make sense of why why we're going through it all, all this. I came into this movie completely ready to watch Rocket like kick it. Like I was, I was ready. Uh, maybe like physically, but not emotionally ready. I'm kind of glad he didn't, but like... I was ready because, like, the marketing was was just leading me to believe that that's what was going to happen. Man, 
I was not really expecting because I mean the the synopsis kind of lies to you. It says that this is a Peter uh having to do something, but I mean yeah, Peter does something, but this is really just centered around Rocket. Yeah. This definitely. is Rocket's story. Then I'm not complaining about it. Rocket's story is probably one of the most heart-wrenching like origin stories. Like yeah. I mean, just like what happens in this movie, which we'll probably talk about later, but like what happens to make him who he is, like I mean, it's just absolutely fucking bonkers. There's a there's a line that got brought back up and I forgot it and but now I remember. There's a scene in the first Guardians movie where he yells, "I didn't ask to be born. I didn't ask to be torn apart and put back together over and over and over again." Oh, and he's drunk. Yeah. And it's just it it at the time it was a throwaway line almost like, you know, like, "Oh, yeah, they're talking about his origin story. Cool." But they show his origin and I can speak for myself when I say this. I, I won't speak for anyone else. I'll speak for myself. I have a habit of imprinting when I go watch movies. When I say that, I mean, as in like, I, I try to see either myself or a loved one in the characters to get more emotionally invested. Um, I have two little bastards that I love, uh, Ace and Biscuit, my dogs. And when, humanity. As Fernie says. Now, the thing is, when I see what Rocket... <laughs> Crimes against humanity. <laughs> what what are their mixes again? <laughs> Labrador Chihuahua and Boxer Chihuahua. Oh, yeah. They really they really defy a lot of things. So <laughs> but um, I love those little bastards to death. I'd kill for them in a heartbeat. Now, when I see Rocket, especially when Rocket was a little tiny little raccoon, he reminded me of Biscuit a little bit, like with his little face or whatnot. I know different species, but fucking nonetheless. So it fucking hurt watching him be experimented on. And I I got no fucking problem saying it. I did cry in the theater. Like I got tears. I was angry. I was pissed off. I oh, it, it wrenches at you. If there's a single negative I'll say about this film. If it's even technically a negative, it's that those scenes with Rocket and his origin are so like gut wrenching and they make you feel. They, not just that though, I think there's a lot of people that can't handle that. Like genuinely, I'm I'm not surprised that that's that there are people that are complaining that the movie's hard to watch for that reason. Movie still did over three hundred, almost three hundred twenty million dollars in the opening weekend. Still did fantastic. But if there is one negative, it's that, man, this movie goes really raw. Like, emotionally fucking raw. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't... It was... It, it, it's like, when I recommend the movie, like, when I tell people, when someone asks me, like, they, and it happened, it happened this weekend, right? When I, when I mentioned that I, I would see it, and I got asked, like, oh, is it good? I would be like, yeah, it's amazing, it's awesome do threat lightly you know like do uh do be aware of uh that this is um you might need to like look away in a couple of scenes and it's a weird thing to say in a marvel movie because like what's the most like racy or like offensive that these movies have gotten like what the sex scene in, in eternals like if that well, like, that, uh, oh man, those fucking mutant creatures were goddamn terrifying. 
what's called. <laughs> they, they, those are going to cause some kids nightmares. But I remember uh, during even during the film, I said out loud, it, the, the animal torture scenes bothered me, especially when Rocket was like, hurts. Like, oh, yeah. first, his first word was hurts. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you're right the fucking feels. Ah, oh, man. But he. Fuck, I just realized that that was his first word was hurts. My God. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting off track. Uh, at one point, they blow up a planet, right? Like in the film. Fucking, if you're this far in, fuck you and your non spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, they blow up a planet. And I even said out loud, like, it bothered me more what he did to Rocket than like 8 billion animal humans dying. Like, this bothers me more for some reason. I think that's a thing in general, right? Like, the dog's course, death yeah. bothers people more than the human death. Of course, yeah. It's our, it's our, it's it's like what you mentioned the, the other day when we were reviewing. I don't remember what we were reviewing, but uh, said that it it hurts more to see a character like hurting him themselves than seeing them hurt someone else. Like it's uh, it's it's like a primal thing, and I think this villain thing only works because the actor uh, Chukwudi Iwiji. Uh, who was in uh, a Peacemaker? He was in John Wick. I think. I think the second one. Uh, yeah. Who plays? Uh, yeah, Mr. he Rick plays Hall. the high evolutionary. Uh, look, we've talked a lot about how you know the MCU has had some very forgettable villains, and then we had like the more complex villains like Thanos and Killmonger and everything. I was ready for us to get a straight up a hundred percent asshole villain, like no redeeming qualities. Yes, yes, good job, good villain. Uh, not even I. I don't want to even argue. I don't want to even. I don't care. Like I'm okay with this kind of like completely deranged, evil ass villain. Like I like that. Even his first like scene is him uh, coming up to the uh, to Aisha, the high priestess, and like he has to have like a little box to like stand up to like be on her to just like be like taller than her. This man thinks of everything. Uh, I like villains like this. They're just completely redeemable so that when they're killed, it feels better. Straight up, man, I want to take a baseball bat to this guy's kneecaps and then go to work on him. Like, <laughs> the most despicable villain I can think of in a very long time. And I said, and I again, I also mentioned this, or at least with like Thanos and a Killmonger, they were bad guys, but you could understand, you know, one wanted to to free his people across the planet. The other one wanted to save the universe by killing half. Uh, still bastards, but there was some fucked up logic in what they were saying, like what they should do or what they wanted to do. Yeah. There's nothing good about this guy. This, and th this is one part where I was going for. He's a drunken father. He's a narcissistic bastard. He's a monster because... Look at what he does to all his creations, not just the high priestess, but everyone talking down, tearing them, undressing them, like just, just destroying them verbally and intimidating. Mm -hmm. um, even to Rocket, at one point, I think he hasn't had all of his uh, medicine or something. So he's like drunk and drags Rocket out and like says like, that thing, how did you know? How did you know? I don't know. And just yelling at this little kid who doesn't know, he just knew and then he yells at him some more because it worked and they're going to construct this new world but you're not going there you're going to get disintegrated you lab experiment oh but save his brain i want to study it yeah my well, you can't skip all over dude i'm sorry 
Well, I thought we were just talking about all about uh, Rocket's story, but yeah, like I just this fucking guy. You can't just fucking skip back, skip past Teefs, Lila, and fucking Floor. But dude, those were such good. God, what's what's she side say? characters? Yes, what's she say? What's she say though? It's it's nice to have friends. Yeah. yeah. Although the second that she said <laughs> that, when she said that the second time, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna die!" <laughs> like they're so. Well, we don't die. see them anymore. He's yeah. never mentioned them, so I'm just like, "This is gonna hurt." Yeah, <laughs> it did though, man. It really I fucking sh- did. I sure hope you bulletproof because this ship out there. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I heard that in my ear. Like the second that began, I was like, "Oh God!" Remember when Groot was the cutest thing in this 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 uh, series? Jesus Christ, um, it was great. Like th- th- those flashbacks, even of them just bonding and coming up with their own names and uh, making all these plans of what they're gonna do after they they get out of there. Like. Oh god, it was like watching Rogue One. Like you just knew that it was it was just doomed from the start, and uh, these, it was so sad. They played tag. These poor fucking children played tag in a cage. Yep. Yep. Oh, dude, man. Uh, and fine, I won't jump forward anymore. We won't finish that part of Rocket Story yet. So we jump back to the present. Um, alternative Gamora has joined the Ravengers. Uh, and they agree to help the Guardians uh, go to this place that may have the code to save Rocket. So we get a not a like a reverse heist, I think, sort of. Kind of. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do y'all think of that like set piece? Because it was a pretty long part of the movie. It was kind of disgusting. Like this the this, this flesh-covered planet um uh, with like it was it was I mean it was very well done, but it was I don't know. I just I knew that I could feel like everything that they touched. Uh, I did. I, I did. Li- I love Nathan Billion. Like I love that he showed up. Uh, he like cameoed in the in the past too, but they never gave him like a full role. So it's, it's cool to see him like show up and like do his thing. Uh, I like how he had that recurring joke of like uh, like yeah, I know what it's like to have a to to, to have a useless partner, and then he just like he wouldn't even like hide it. He he would just be like yeah, I'm talking about you, just like. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah he was great um it was a great sequence you know we had that uh we had uh the the uh the girl from the suicide squad what was her name uh the uh the rat catcher was she in it i remember no no i remember james Gunn's wife was in this uh the uh yeah the the, the pink skinned girl that uh the quill tries to like uh convince to help them that was rat catcher that's rat catcher yeah did not see it. I mean, maybe it's because she was pink, but still, I didn't see it. Yeah, it's her. Um, it was a good sequence. I like how they 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 crashed the ship into the place, and I like any time that they let uh, Mantis and Drax just be together. It's a it's it's always a good time. So they they they, they have some pretty cool scenes too. Like when uh when they're walking in and she and she touches like the security guard and goes like, "You're now in love with him." <laughs> And then oh, Drax is like, "Why do you?" Fucking hilarious. And Drax is like, "Why do you always Every do this?" Time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember. Nah, that that whole sequence was fun as fuck, man. What y'all think of Gamora just straight up telling Peter "fuck off"? Eh, that thing mean, we haven't seen before. It's just like it's hard to force them together when she's not the real Gamora. But does he know that? 
No, but I know he does. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like he can't, he can't separate it. Yeah, for him it sucks. But, you know, I think like seeing him, well, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to do something that I just bitch at you for doing, but, um, you see him say like, I have to be able to swim on my own. Yeah. Like he can't just keep relying on people like, no, and that's what I think hurts the most. Like when we get to that part at the very end, like, I think that's what hurts the most is because it's just like, you've grown with these characters and now you have to see them you know, go on their own way. Yeah. Um, they they do not end the way I was expecting. But okay, so they they get out. They can't retrieve the code for Rocket's brain. Um, they end up having to go to some other place. I can't find where it's called. Hey, uh, uh, Counter Earth. Counter Earth. Thank you. Counter-Earth. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but sidetrack is the the fat scientist is that spider-man's best friend no i thought the same fucking thing i looked it up he looks fucking like him yeah i looked it up but no not him his name is nico santos oh fuck Uh, he looked exactly like him i thought it was him dude same yeah look uh yeah He, he looks like he could be his dad but anyway uh go on yeah, so they're they're there. I forgot to mention, uh, completely f- came in and out of the movie, but Sylvester Stallone returns from his role in the second movie. Oh yeah, he's just he's still with the Ravagers, and I completely forgot that he was in there. And yeah, so he helps. He's the one who like helps uh uh bring back uh well kind of unite Gamora and the Guardians again. Which by the way, I forgot to mention the scene before they get to the first planet. Where they're on the in the like colorful suits, um, I forgot to mention really funny scene when uh, uh, Star Lord is trying to talk to Gamora via like the suits, and they can all hear her, <laughs> can all hear him, and it's like no, it's like these buttons, like this for this, this for this for that. Like he explains them, and he's like, how could I possibly know which one is for which? And Drax and Mantis, who share like one brain cell, just go like, it's pretty, it's pretty intuitive, like. <clears throat> It's pretty easy to assume. Oh God, great scene! I just wanted to mention like that one scene. Really, really funny. Um, What's it called? Yeah. They, so they go to Counter Earth, and then we start to get the second half of of uh, Rocket's backstory. Um, yeah. The tragic end. I don't know if anyone else wants to dive into it. I mean, <sighs> okay, so. Rocket is is told that you know you're not coming to the new earth to the new world. Uh he gets back to his cage and then we see he has all these little parts, all these little things that he's been slowly sneaking in to create a pass key so they can escape. And you really begin to see Rocket's genius there and his voice is a little not deep not exactly deeper but you can tell he's kind of growing up mentally at at the very least. Yeah, and he's saying like we need to escape. If we get to a ship, I can pilot it, and we can get out of here, and we can we can fly into the forever sky together. Um, and you have hope. It's like you want, and you know, every part of you knows that they're not going to make it. Like Fernie, it's like uh, a good kick out. You know the end result. You know who's going to win. 
but some part of you just wishes, hopes that you're wrong, and maybe they do. Fucking maybe this time they do. Um, Rocket manages to open the door, and he's he's encouraging them to come out with him, but then we get a son of a bitch, High Evolutionary shows up saying, I knew you'd pull something like this. Get oh, back man, in your I cage. I hated the High Evolutionary. Oh, man. I... So, in that scene... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, I'll just piggyback what you were saying. Yes, the high evolutionary catches him, and I, I'm a little fuzzy. What does he start doing? Is he start hitting him, or does he start shooting at him? So they they take away their guns, and then that that's when like Groot like kind of like Autobots rolls out and like pulls like all the guns from inside of his body, and that's when we got like that cool sequence when he starts just shooting everywhere. Oh no! I was talking about the the scene where the high um, evolutionary catches Rocket trying to escape oh, yeah. with his. Uh... So so he, he lets Lila, Lila escape, and yeah, oh, he lets yeah. Lila escape. They hug uh, that one scene where they like hug in the trailer, and then that's when he shoots them and uh, ends up shooting the other two. Uh, and yeah, and she even her dying words are, "I can see it, the sky," and. Yeah. Fuck, man. And then uh, the High Evolutionary talks down a rocket. He starts screaming. And then um, I don't remember if Teefs and Floor are shot before or after, after. He attacks, after he attacks the High Evolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. He attacks him. Uh, they get oh, he shot. S- he slashes the shit out of his face. I was like, fucking get his ass. <laughs> Oh, well fucking deserved, man. Um, See, the scenes that felt good just watching. Cut his ass up. Now get some salt. I'm sorry. Like, I, you know, that, no, I'm not sorry. Fuck him. Man, that was... And then, yeah, like they start shooting. And he gets the pistol, and that's like where he gets, like... I guess he realizes he's good with the pistol. And he kills the guards. Uh, but in the fray... Behind them, Teefs and Floor were shot. Oh, yeah. And he makes his getaway to a plane, and we see him pilot a ship for the first time. Is that the same ship from the first Guardians? No. Uh, no, it's a new ship. Uh, the previous ship was called the Milano. This is called the Bowie. No, but the very... I think this is just like some uh, cargo Random? ship that he stole. Oh, fair. Um, but yeah, Rocket escapes from there and it just so happens to coincide with peter and groot sneaking into the oh wait do you want to talk about the f-bomb oh god what a great fucking f-bomb the first f-bomb in the mcu we were told beforehand i'm surprised they haven't done it because all pg-13 movies are allowed allowed one f-bomb and uh the 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 fox x-men movies tried to do them and Either it was awesome or it sucked. Like the F bomb in in the in uh what's the first one? The, the uh X-Men First Class? Yeah, and first class is awesome. Like when they go to fight like, go Wolverine. fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then but then the one in Dark Phoenix is like the worst F bomb in the history of F bombs. Which one's like the one in Dark Phoenix? That's that's how forgettable it is. Cyclops says it. And it's like something like like you won't fucking get away with this or something. It's really bad. That movie uh, was just bad in general. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we have this and 
coming from from Star-Lord of all people, which honestly, I, I feel like he's had moments to lose his cool before. It's amazing how the thing that really made him lose it and finally drop the F-bomb is like just Nebula not being able to open a Open the fucking door. <laughs> open the fucking door. And he came out so natural. And here's the funniest part. Uh, behind us at the movie, there was this kid that just talked the entire movie. And there's a scene earlier when like uh, Star Lord says something like, uh, "Like there's no way in hell they're gonna they're gonna get away with this." And the kid behind us say, "I, I heard him say to his mom, just like he said a bad word." Shut up! <laughs> I heard that, and I went like, "Oh, I know some an more bad words." I know an f bomb <laughs> is coming. I, I I cannot imagine what's gonna happen. And then it happened, and he was glorious, just like. <laughs> like, open the start, fucking door <laughs> you start freaking out <laughs> oh my god dude there was some little kid in the same aisle as us just down the road oh my god dude I saw this movie with a student of mine what yeah me and Darian went to go see the movie and we get popcorn and out of nowhere two of my students walk into the movies and there's two of them because they're sisters, yeah. a younger and an older one, fifth and second grader. And I turned to Darian, I'm like, those are two of my students. And we're like, okay, whatever. Like, they're going to probably go see another movie. But this is the last time we're going to see them. We go to our seats. Um, I go to get napkins. And there they are checking their tickets at the same side that we're going. Or that we were at. And I'm like, what are the fucking chances that they go to our theater? And then what are the chances that they sit right next to us? Apparently, they're the greatest fucking chances of all time. <laughs> oh, man, what did they say when you showed, when you showed back up with the napkins? Uh, well, these students I actually like. They're good kids. Okay. Like, um, I, I I had one of them on Monday, and I was messing with her. I was like, "Why'd you go to the same movie as me?" And she's like, "That was you. My little sister saw you." But I was like, "No, that can't be them." But then I looked over, and I was like, "Oh, that's them." <laughs> but yeah, I saw it with a fucking student. They sat right next to us, <laughs> out of pure luck, or pure bad luck, whatever you want to call it. I was just like, whatever. But um, but yeah, that's my fun little story about watching this movie. Wow. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Okay, so we had that. Um, we had uh, also something else that really worked, I think, about the, the counter-earth scene is that they didn't even speak the same language, but they found a way to communicate. Uh, I love that it was said in the 80s. Also, yeah. like it, it, it feels like they just never aged but, but, like after that specific time and it was weird but in a in, in, in a fun way like they walk into this couple's house and they're playing Hatsune Miku in the background which oh the bad random yeah random but it was pretty funny uh I like the whole sequence of uh, Drax trying to sit on the couch and he starts like what else is it here for <laughs> <laughs> just a character that doesn't did not need to evolve at all just it was funny to just watch him make those jokes that's something uh, that fucking shoe would do. <laughs> that is. Oh my god, he would. What else is it here for? Why is it oblong? 
<laughs> uh, well, what else? What else? We have... Fuck. Okay, they get to Counter-Earth. They mm-hmm. find out where to go. They jack the car. They get there. Nebula's not allowed in, but um, Peter goes in with uh, Groot. Yeah. And, Which and I'm surprised they didn't search him for weapons. I do. I wouldn't have thought to search him for weapons. It's, it's a fucking plan. And, I mean, I don't know if this Groot was just like his the early 20s Groot, but this Groot was like fucking jacked. This group definitely like has seen some shit, but he's has he's not battle hardened like the other group, like the first group. Like this from group I, was jacked as shit. From what I understand, this group is supposed to look very different from like the one in the first movie because unlike that one, this one actually grew with like people and love and probably ate right. So he grew and, up healthy. So he grew up healthy, yeah. The, and also because apparently the group in the first one is like way older oh like, yeah probably probably like the equivalent of like being in like the 60s or or something around that time that's weird because i'm looking i'm looking at pictures of group right now and i'm like oh my god you're right he looks completely like different he looks like he has wrinkles in the first yeah. one. Yeah. he looks completely different that's insane i want to see it when he goes like nuclear with the venom symbiote that'd be awesome oh jesus uh no it actually looks pretty cool but okay so they managed to get in. They managed to get a hold of the high evolutionary. They find out, they find the guy that they've been looking for, for the information. And they have a really cool action sequence of them. Just like, uh, Fernie, what's the line? It was a firefight. Oh yeah. Uh, from fucking, uh, boondock saints. And yeah. it was a firefight. And then you just see them bust out all the fucking weapons. Oh man, it it was very it was nice to see all that, and they just they fuck everyone up, they kill everyone except for the one dude, and Peter pulls probably the most gangster male, maybe the second most gangster move of the whole movie. Yeah, where he's he just ta- like I don't give a fuck at this point. <laughs> he tackles the guy. We'll die Groot- together. <laughs> but no, Groot saves him, and it's like we're not fl- flying, we're falling with style. Oh we're yeah, both gonna die. Wings, not the both of us. <laughs> oh, they, uh, like, oh yeah that was just a fucking insane like yeah like Quill did not need it to do all that he was <laughs> he just felt like that that day <laughs> oh that was the most like Jack Sparrow gangster thing I think Peter Quill has ever fucking done oh real quick I'm gonna jump back for a second I love how Peter acknowledges that he fucked up in, in Infinity War. Yeah, oh, kind of yeah. kind of lost my cool, killed half the universe. Brought him back. I helped bring him back though. Like, yeah. Oh, that was funny. But okay. Yeah. Peter, they destroy this guy. Uh, get the code. They go and they try to resurrect Rocket, and he flatlines. Like they're not getting the code in, in time. Um Rocket dies, and then we get a super hard-wrenching scene where you think Rocket's gone. Like Dude, the, I mean, you know, in most Marvel movies, you can be like, they're not going to fucking kill him. But this one, I was like, well, I think they might fucking kill him. Well, because there's, there's, ah, this is going to sound fucked up. I'm not gonna, there's replacements. Like, you have other yeah. Guardians to re- take a I spot. Like, Fuck, man. Like, they might kill Rocket right here. This might be the last time we see him. Oh, man. And then he's in the, he's in the afterlife. He he goes to where Harry did. He goes to platform nine and three quarters. Um, 
he catches up with Lila, I think, and they hug, and he's he's just apologizing. He's crying. I'm so sorry for everything I did. And you see his facial expressions. They emoted a fucking raccoon to be able to see his emotion. And he says, I'm sorry. And you even see Teeths and Floor in the distance. And she's like, we fly here. Like, it's beautiful. And he's like, can I come? And she's like, of course. And I'm like, oh, he's dead. And then she stops him and she says, but not yet. I'm just like, yes, he lives. He lived. Ah, that fucking James Gunn is an amazing director. Like, incredible storyteller. Amazing how he can balance very original stuff and also like the comedy and also the emotional stuff. It just kept working and it just kept escalating just over and over. And I like how kind of every character gets like a scene like that. And when we get to see a rocket come back uh, and all the characters are reunited once again, uh, I want to jump straight into this. We get possibly one of the coolest like fight scenes like ever like like that slow-mo uh scene where they're fighting and they're, they're playing beastie boys in the background and oh where they teach uh gamora what family is yeah that one specifically because that whole scene is just like gamora the entire time is like we need to go and they're like fuck no like you fucked with one of us we're gonna fucking kill him <laughs> i love that 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 hurt that mentality of like nah he's gotta die yeah, and that whole album—if you've never heard that initial Beastie Boys album—that whole album is a fucking banger. Like, I mean, I'm I'm pretty content with them choosing "No Sleep Till Brooklyn," but I feel like there's probably another uh, song they could chose, like the new style. The new style is just a fucking hit in that album. Yeah, but "No Sleep Till Brooklyn" was definitely a good fucking choice. Yeah. Like honestly, like Beastie Boys are like perfect movie music. Like they use this same song in the Mario movie and it hit like exactly the same. So it's great. Hell, the new the new the Marvels movie trailer is also scored to like another Beastie Boys song. And yeah, nothing to complain here. And uh, you know what? To his yeah. credit, it wasn't sabotage. I'd say that's probably the most used uh Beastie Boys song. I feel like since they used that in the in the last Star Trek movie, I feel like they can't reuse that anymore. Like they, and they would to be like fair, I think Star Trek Beyond used it the best. I yeah, loved how I they agree. used it in there. I agree. It made that movie really stand out. Uh, but this one, great use of that movie of, of that song. Uh, that whole sequence was incredible. I, I can't wait. That's the scene that I'm most looking forward to rewatching. Honestly. Oh. Um, do you guys think it's up there people have compared it to maybe the best mcu fight scene i think it's up there i don't know if it's number one but it's it's fucking up there best, it's up there no for me it's up there for me my personal like favorite scene like fight scene is i mean cap thor and iron man taking on thanos okay like because uh, i mean the it's just that moment culminating after 10 fucking years like it's just like i mean that was the payoff but I, it's definitely up there i think for me it's still cap and bucky versus iron man that's to a good me, one to me to me uh, i'd say that's top three Gemma? especially because it has all the emotion behind it yeah 
Well, oh, you also get that scene of like the blasters with the with the shield, like no, on. and then just the. Do you remember them? I, I remember, remember them all. all. Yeah. I was like, who? Ryan, the fucking feels. Gemma? Jesus. Oh, God. I cannot choose one. Ah. Oh. Fuck. Any, can I, can a, I, anyone that stands out. Can I include, uh, like, the Daredevil hallway fight scenes? Those or are like, brutal. I, I, or, like, uh, Punisher. The prison like, scene like, from, yeah, um, the, from, from the Daredevil Punisher? Season 2. Yeah. From yeah, well, yeah, Punisher's prison scene from Daredevil season two. That was fucking amazing. Uh, uh, oh god, no, it's hard to choose one. I, 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 I would have to think about it and then then choose one. Um, but no, this was great. Uh, so we have that scene. Then they get out. Um, they're evacuating the kids. Yeah, they're evacuating the kids. Which I wanna, I wanna point something out. Uh, I think between this and the last Thor movie, the last Thor movie also ended with like a bunch of kids also like escaping. Uh, like, is that like a? Am I, am I reading too much into this, or is this like the way of like the movies just telling us like, hey, at the end of the day, it's all about the kids. Like, is, or am I just looking like too much too deep into it? Because I feel like it's weird that it happened twice already. You want another re the real response? Maybe. Why would you give me a fake one? What's, what's the real response? From what I, I understand, that you're saying the real response. So, from what I understand, there were a lot of redos with Iron Man, uh, not Iron Man, I'm sorry, Ant Man and Quantumania. One of the big things was that the you know, the whole Scott Lang and Casey Lang divide was going to be not just a for a part of the movie, but the entire film. They're going to be butting heads on whether they should interfere or not. <clears throat> and the theme was supposed to be like older generation versus newer generation the initial ending of the film believed is that scott and hope are going to be stuck in the quantum realm and you know the scene where they open the thing and cassie like gets him back that was supposed to be an end credit scene with her opening the realm but she was going to need help and who was going to help her but the other young avengers like that's who she was going to reach out like i need help saving my dad um whole thought being is that the new story for the new phases are the younger generation taking over after you know cap thor and iron man are gone like that's the theme like you can see it it's still present like hawkeye's replacement black widow's replacement uh thor training love and how to use the hammer and the uh, stormbreaker that that's just a theme that they wanted to portray throughout the entire like phases four, five, and six. They just haven't been able to do it the way they wanted because fucking COVID. Um, it pushed everything back. But anyway, that said, um, they get the kids off. Rocket is running around and he sees the room where he was caged in and he opens it and he sees all these little raccoons and they all kind of climb over him and he's going to run out with them. But then he sees all these other animals looking at him for help, for safety, like, hey, save me too. And, and that's just another, like, even though he ran away, the experiments continued. Um, and then, oh, we get one of the most satisfying beatdowns I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. They all jump to uh, um, to the evolutionary uh, in order to, you know, free the captured children. And uh, we have a moment where, like, uh, uh, Rocket, Rocket's a better man than I will ever be because I would have gone insane on this dude. I would shot him in the dick. <laughs> you could have just let him live, but shot him no. in the dick. Like, uh, you, right in you the dick. 
you could have shot him in the dick and let him live if you wanted to let him live. I mean, might as well. True. Uh, just like we don't need another one of these fuckers. It's just like, <laughs> oh yeah. man. I will and, say, I give the props department a lot of credit because that fate, that fucking RoboCop face thing uh, they did, it's was, real. Yeah. Was was pretty fucking great. Yeah, uh, one thing like I was not expecting was them to peel the fucking face off of his goddamn robotic skeleton. Oh god, it's I was disgusting. Like, this is a Marvel movie for the love of God. What, yes, you want yes, Fernie, but it's a Marvel movie where they say fuck so they could get away with that shit. And they didn't show it, so what's the point? Hey man, this whole new phase is is a lot of first for Marvel. First sex scene, first F bomb. First skeleton looking thing being shown on camera. Man, I just wish they would have beat on it more. And I understand why. Like they had yeah, to go to the movie, you know. but fuck, I wish, I wish. Luckily, I'm pretty sure he's dead. I'm 99% sure he's dead. Oh, yeah, that's not bringing him back. Like, no. I hope not, because that would <sighs> fuck. He he deserved a more painful death, just so we're clear, but fine. Yeah, um, he he was on a ship that exploded. I think he had a pretty. He deserved death. a slow, painful death. Here's what you do: you start with the fingernails, rip them off, salt in the wounds, or electrocution. Then you work your way down to the nub. You continue to to fuck with the nerves with the electricity. Then you go from there. You ground the bone. You don't let him bleed out. You have his blood type nearby. You can also use putty to seal the wounds. You wring it out as long as you fucking can, because this asshole deserved it. You watched the 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 Zodiac movie way too early in your life, and yeah, probably. And it shows. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it shows. Um, so we have a scene that kind of comes out of fucking nowhere. Like we get we get everyone out, the kids, the animals, all the kind of they they, they kind of know us, arc this shit, and then we have like a tease that they might just kill off Quill. It's very random. Like, because, uh, yeah, they, they did establish that since Ego died, he kind of doesn't have, like, his powers anymore. Um, but, yeah, they almost kill him, and then they just they just have, like, uh, Adam Warlock kind of, like, saves him near the end. I didn't feel... The stakes were not there for that scene. If Agreed. I, if I'm honest. I agree. Uh, like, I knew they were not going to kill him off like that, you know? Uh, so yeah, to me, that's I mean, I thought it was pretty goddamn close with like his face fucking imploding. That was pretty funny, though. I was like, Oh, are they killing him off? Is this the fucking like (laughs) big uh twist where they're like, Nah, you thought Rocket was gonna die, guess who really dies? Uh, BRB, y'all can keep talking. It's like that's it's like that scene in The Walking Dead where they're they're like, Who are we gonna kill? It's like, Oh, we're gonna kill like four of them. Oh, the Negan scene? Yeah. The scene that could probably be labeled as the scene that killed The Walking Dead. Definitely. I didn't even watch it and I heard about it. I saw that episode and then after that I was like, I'm kind of done with this show. Hmm. It's not even because I like Glenn that much. It was just like, there was just something about that scene that I was just like, I'm just done with this show. Yeah. Maybe that's how a lot of people season finales. I hated that shit. That's how a lot of people felt about the MCU right after Endgame. So yeah, did happen. Uh, let me see here. So we have that scene. Uh, Quill survives uh, after um, 
Adam Warlock is saved by group, which, by the way, we didn't talk about how Adam Warlock had all well, two big scenes. One, he gets like this little dog thingy that he just like he would go to war for. Oh, yeah. And, the fucking fuzzy thing with like six legs. Yeah. I thought it was like the thing from I thought it was similar to the thing from uh, from uh, Shang-Chi. Like the thing that didn't have a face that it was just like a butt. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of reminded me of that thing. And then uh, also, like, they kill Aisha. Like, they kill the high priestess. And he has, like, a scene where, like, he wants to save her. And he goes, like, mother. And just, like. Mother. They... Yeah. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, scenes. Like, like, yeah, even uh, uh, Warlock, who, by the way, this was all his fault. Like, and don't think that I don't, I don't remember. He caused all this. Um, yeah. yeah, we're supposed to feel bad for him because his mom died. Like, we didn't even get to meet his mom that point that 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 much, but okay. Will wanted to meet her, he wanted to oh, meet yeah. her in the in the ways that mommy and daddy meet each other. Yeah, did I don't think he ever did bang her, nah, right? He, didn't. he just flirted with Actually, her. Actually, in front of more, like, also, which is a little odd. Oh, yeah, can I just hey, say? Can I just say, like, I kind of miss, like, uh, like badass adventurer, uh, uh, heartbreak quill. Like, I kind of miss. I mean, I guess he's gone through shit, but like, I kind of want to see that 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 guy again. Uh, I understand why he's not there, but come on, why not? He's in touch with his feelings, Shemar. Right? Are you saying men can't feel? I'm, I'm saying he can do both. He and she could feel this dick. But no. All right, whatever. Well, what did read in the room? <laughs> well, what did he say at one point? She was like, "I bet we had fun," and he's like, "You have no idea." Oh yeah. Oh, that's that. Oh no, he says he that, wouldn't believe it. Oh yeah. That yeah, he's. But, that was just. He's a better. He's a better man. He's a better man than me because, like, I rewatched like the first the, the first two Guardians, you know, in order to like you know have a better experience, and Soy Saldana is like. God damn! Like, just I don't know if it's the green skin, the green skin, but so, something really did it for me. I don't know. I don't know why. Rewatch I mean, the first Saldana scene. has always been fine as shit. Yeah, but like, rewatch the scene where they meet when she's like standing outside and like leaning against the, the like leaning against the wall and like I think she's cutting up like a piece of fruit or something. Just rewatch that scene and and and, and tell me that if you if you if you like bagged her. And then, like, just killed her off. And then, like, she comes back. Which is, tell me that you don't want to, like, walk straight into the ocean. Like, I don't know I, what you're I, talking about, Chema. It's the blue skin in Avatar for me. <laughs> that lets me all hot in the box. <laughs> I, I respect mean, neither of you now. Now, Jesus for me, Christ. the when I thought <laughs> Zoe Saldana was just absolutely gorgeous was the, was the losers. Oh God, I forgot about that stupid movie. Hey, that movie, as stupid as it was, it was actually pretty decent. It's decent, but it's like stupid. Like it's more stupid than decent. It had a great cast. There was a oh God, what was that? Say? I I remember like very little about that movie. I just remember it, even when I watched it as a like younger, I remember it was stupid. But then there was like one scene where like one of them goes like goes like it's a I'm jungle a out MacGyver. there. Oh no! Like, oh, no, was like it's jungle out there. And then the other one goes like, "We are in the jungle." I hated it. 
I hated it, but yeah, it was stupid, but it was fun. I love that movie. That it's one great. of my guilty pleasures. It's probably one of the best DC movies that they ever did. Wasn't Chris guess- Evans in that movie? Yeah. Yep. Captain America. <laughs> I just remember the part where he has the sniper. He's like, on the ground now. <sighs> and the Mexican guy fucking snipes him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But uh, what do you all think of the end scene? Uh, well, of them going on their own separate paths. Like, they all come together and Quill's like, uh, I have to learn to swim on my own. I have family out there. Yeah, we have this ongoing thing uh, happening throughout the movie because in the uh, holiday special, we learned that uh, Chris and uh, Chris, uh, that Quill and Mantis are siblings, that they're half siblings. So they have like a like a unique relationship that I thought was going to be explored more. And the main thing that they do in this is that they have like Mantis constantly going on Quill, going to Quill and being like, you know, you still have family back there. Like you still do, like you still have an opportunity to like go and meet them and you're deciding, actively deciding not to. Yeah. And uh, I understand uh, that figure that's what comes up at the end. You know, he kind of loses Gamora, but he accepts it. So he's like, you know, going to have to restart over. Uh, Mantis does the same thing. She goes like, I have to do this like, like I don't know, self-discovery trip. I like where they ended up. I think my favorite one was Drax. Like I like how it ended up with like him with all these children and being like, you were never supposed to be a destroyer. You were always supposed to be a father. And like that kind of caps in. Yeah. Ran the heart. <laughs> yeah, it kind of caps in perfectly because they kind of let let off that story of like they they killed his wife and daughter and they just never like brought it back again. I like that now he's going to have that opportunity to like bring that again to the people of nowhere. And uh, Craglin was in the poster, but very little in the movie. Uh, okay. He was more in it than the last one, I think. Uh, what did you think of uh, the song choice for their last uh, dance scene? I have, a, I have a story specifically about that. I told that when we were watching the movie, like uh, it was specifically. So that song, that's Florence, Florence plus the machine. Is, that was like on every uh, commercial for a while. Dark days are over. Yeah. Um, my thing with that song, I've always liked that song. I remember, I remember hearing it. Florence and the machine debuted in like an MTV award show and they performed that song for the first time. And that was like their big, like first moment in like TV and stuff. And I remember watching it live and I, had had that song saved since then. It's in like most of my playlists. I love that song, but I had a moment where like we were like deep in the pandemic, like maybe like six months into the pandemic, where it really felt like when we we started and we thought it was gonna last like what three months maximum, and then it we were like six, seven months in, and we're like, oh, we're in for the long haul. Like I remember, like I was working from home. And I would like get out pretty late, but I would still be at home and it would just suck. And I remember just one day I like, I, I went out like, uh, like not out, but like, on, on like, I got to like the, I went to the roof of my house and I just like sat there and I let like the summer, like breeze hit me. And I was listening to that song and I just, I kind of started to like jump and like scream the lyrics. And I just, it was like a cathartic moment where I was like, I want to feel this so bad. Like I want to like be at a concert or be outside or be somewhere else besides here. And that song just perfectly captures that. That and at times like these, my Foo Fighters were like the two songs that got me through the pandemic. So uh, the fact that it was used to close out this chapter, beautiful. Like really, it, it was the perfect song to do this with. And uh, even if it's not like an 80s song, great way to do it. When that, when that like 
final before the last chorus starts and like Drax is not gonna dance and like he like lifts his arms and the last chorus hits and like, it's like double the speed magic man great way to end the series what's called they uh I I love when they're all going the separate ways and Peter uh says you know I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna be the captain anymore and Rocket says so who's gonna lead us Nebula no yeah. I'm gonna be here to help build and so he's like so we're just gone no you're the captain now yeah Rocket's the leader and that's I think they might actually make a Guardians 4. I wouldn't be surprised but they have a new lineup and Rocket I mean I would I'm not against watching a movie where he leads them I'm not against watching watching Rocket become the captain was like watching Dwight become general manager like it was just it was just beautiful (laughs) like you you know how much he wanted that and he totally earned it yeah. Uh, also, I-, I wanted to mention one moment because I saw like, uh, so James Gunn did like a little Q&A on Twitter, but he said that he would only answer like yes or no questions. And uh, so the movie ends with like, uh, so uh, Groot, when everyone's saying goodbye, Groot speaks English. Like he goes, I love you guys. And uh, so James Gunn said that the reason why he's, he, it's not that he knows English now. It's just that we as an audience have spent enough time with Groot that we finally understand him. And that broke me. Like, he's actually saying, I am Groot, but we understand him, so he's saying, I love you guys. Yeah. That's actually really nice. That's super nice. I love it, and I hate it, and I want to cry. Um, No, man, this is is a great ending. We get to see Star-Lord return to Earth and meet up with his grandpa. Uh, which you know probably was just there sitting there waiting. That was, that was one of the tearjerker moments. Definitely. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the post credit scene, but we'll we'll get to that after like uh talking about the ending because I I saw him like having like uh, breakfast with his grandpa, but I could not understand a single word they said because people were talking in the theater. Oh, he was uh, uh he was saying uh I mean I'll cut her grass. It's just a little weird that her 40-year-old son is just going to be watching me. He's able to cut it himself. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, pretty was... much what he was saying. Like He's just like, yeah, I'll cut her grass. I mean, but it's just weird that her fucking son isn't going to be cutting it. And he's just going to be watching me cut it. <laughs> like a fucking weirdo. Uh, but no, right. so... So what do y'all think, man? Final thoughts. What, what's y'all's like thoughts on the movie, the franchise we as a didn't whole? Didn't even discuss the rated? last end credit scene. What was the last end credit scene? That was the last oh end yeah no yeah the, oh, the other was... oh but the oh, other the new lineup of the guardians. The oh, oh okay the we have, we have Adam the... Warlock, Rocket, Groot. Uh, who else? A ba- one of the one of the kids. Dragon. Uh, Cosmo the Space Dog. Cosmo the Space Dog. Bad Dog. I'm surprised we never even discussed that. (laughs) That was a great through joke, though. Dick is thick. It was not bad, but uh, I I don't like that that was all all Craglin and Cosmo did in the movie. Like, that was the whole thing. They just did that, and then they, they came in to rescue them at the end. Did anyone find out who the girl was, the one with the eye? 
she was one of the girls that they rescued from. No, the, I know that, uh, but like her comic book name. Oh, no idea. I think she's I, original. Her name's. Lyra. I saw no. She's a comic book character. Someone uh, I saw it somewhere on an article, but I just didn't fucking pay attention to the name. Nebula, Rocket, Adam, Kragen. Uh, sh- no, I can't find it. Mm. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what this new Guardians crew looks like, like how they do it. Um, but uh. But yeah, I guess like it's a good little sneak peek of what's to come. Yeah. Um I saw some comments being like, well, this doesn't feel like Star Lord, like his story is over. And well, in first of all, it's not over. Like we we're we're explicitly told he will come back. Yeah. But also I like that we are told uh I think his story kind of ended in part two. Uh, we just kind of have the Gamora thing kind of like as a leftover. So when that is up, I think it's pretty much good to go. Uh, he's going to be on Earth now, so maybe he'll have contact with like the other Marvel characters on Earth. Yeah. Um, but everyone else, I'm happy with how everything ended. Uh, yeah. I would like to see some of the characters return, maybe make a couple of cameras. I don't see another Guardians in the Horizon. Another yeah. movie, I don't, I, don't, I don't see it happening in the Horizon. But uh, if they want to make like the Guardians appear in like uh in, like maybe in the in Avengers Kang Dynasty or something like sure, like I'm into that. Or if it's just Star Lord, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, whatever they decide to do, uh, even if they don't, from what I understand, most of these actors are not coming back. If Gunn doesn't come back, and I don't see, I think I think Gunn is gonna have his hands full. So yeah, I don't. I'm okay with this. This is a good ending. I'm okay with this. So uh, I'm I'm was doing some digging. Apparently, Gunn wanted to do was considering another sequence where he kind of dove into Rocket and Groot when they first met, you know, pre Guardians. But he ultimately decided against it because he felt like the story <laughs> was enough of the story was told. If that makes sense. Mm. Um. Yeah. Also, we get like super Groot at the very end in that la- in that other post credit scene. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I love that design. I don't like that he said I am Groot again because like no, we're supposed to understand you now. Keep the mystique going. What if he just wanted to say I'm Groot? That is, geez, I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> Before we end, what scenes made you want to cry? Jesus. Uh oh god, all the flashbacks really oh, did yeah. it for me. Drax ascending really did it for me. Uh what else? It was just the flashbacks. Like those Groot's, are the scenes that like got me emotional. Groot talking at the end. Uh how subtle it was, but that uh but the reunion of Starlord with his with his family. Subtle but it worked. Yeah, oh, God, it's great. Yeah, I, no, I would say no yeah. The flashbacks yeah. did it for me. The grandpa scene did it for me because I mean, uh, me and Eddie's grandpa. I mean, were we really yeah. close with, and he passed yeah. away. I mean, what we would give to be able to hug him one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, emotional, funny. Uh, honestly, the whole package. James Gunn leaves me 
it leaves us satisfied, I think. Uh, this is a goodbye as he goes and works on, uh, on other projects. And uh, yeah, this this will last me. I, I will be happy with this for like a long time. So no no complaints. I can't wait to just rewatch the whole trilogy again. It's going to feel great uh, when it's all on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I have a few qualms with the movie. Most of them feel uh, like very small. But honestly, this is a 4.5 out of 5 for me. Close At least to... you're not like Jeremy Johns, who who has become an old man yelling at a screen. Old man yells at cloud. Uh, Which yeah. was Jeremy I, huh? I, He's a he's a YouTube critic. Most one of the most well known ones. He used to be. He I used to really like his movie reviews. Now I just feel like he really nitpicks a lot. And I'm just I'm kinda, like, I'm, I'm like, kind of done after I saw him do blackface for a Blade review. I'm kind of done after that. I'm just like. I don't know. Yeah, he just became like an old dude yelling at the fucking sky. Yeah. Jeremy Johns. I can't... Fu- oh! Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that guy. He didn't like this movie? No. Well, he liked it, but he makes a bunch of like nitpicky criticisms about it. I, I've i got it to the point where I, I will be direct with y'all. If I don't like a movie... I'm not. I'm not feeling like talking about it. Like I you mean, know. like Black Adam, the best DC movie ever. And I respect your opinion, even if you're, even if you know, if it's wrong. And uh, plus, you, you know, my talk to me like that. Yeah, you're a big boy. You can defend yourself. Yeah, call me fat. I said you're a big boy. You can defend yourself. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, indeed. Uh, yeah, no, I gave it a four point five out of five. I enjoyed it immensely. I really want to see it again. It's, it's. I thought it was three hours. It's not. It's two and a half hours. Yeah, and it, it feels it, it packs the punch. It's good. It's exactly what I what I wanted a Garden Three to be. And even then, it surprised me. Uh, I'm gonna miss these guys, but you know, uh, I'm with the old and with the new. I think uh, I remember being in the theater or after the theater, maybe, and I told Chema. After watching this, like I was like, I think we're in good hands. After watching this, yeah, we're in good hands. We're gonna be fine. DC is what I'm talking about. We're gonna be fine. Yes. Oh, we're actually getting rid of our movie division. <laughs> <laughs> we're only gonna do animated movies now. Fuck. I mean, those were never those, those were never bad. So oh problem. yeah, it was always the best. But there's just something about that that real life movie. I don't know why. Can't explain why. Uh, trust me, I love those DC animated movies. I think they're probably some of the best animated movies ever made. But, man, there is just something about like live action that I think gets you more immersed in it. Well, I think, it, feels, it feels like you're right there, but... It's our world. <sighs> I, 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 would give, we'll I would give Guardians... I'd give it a 5 out of 5. I really enjoyed wow. it. I thought it capped off the Guardians... Uh, story like really well i agree a actually i'm gonna say this a plus like it's up there if i i've given a lot of a's i, I don't think i've ever given an a plus for that's why'd you give the d no thank you it's too good for the d <laughs> how often is it that the third film in the trilogy might actually be the best of the trilogy return of I the don't... king the return of the king yeah you're right Godfather Part Three. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. You shut the fuck up, Fernie. 
All right. Oh, I'm sorry. You and your, shut up. You and all your wrong opinions. Shut the fuck I'm up. I'm sorry, man. cousin. You know what? I'm shutting up your mic. Cousin. Chema. Chema, Chema, take over. Fernie, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, our podcast is available on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. Uh, please check us out. And uh, yeah, leave any comments that you'd like to you'd like to leave about the movie or about the review. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Chema. I've been Eddie. And I'm Fernie. Let's cut it. Hey. All right. I'm going to put right. this. This will be our first thing tomorrow morning. So we're not going to have a a cousin love scene like they did in...